11.04 a.m. We are back to Tony and Mad Max show. Tony, how was your break last week? It was good, man. It was needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but we have a lot to talk about today as the Jets rack up their first preseason win. Yeah, like I said, it's only well, – like I always believe in with preseason, it's only practice. Yeah. Giants still can't score. They <laughs> – I don't know, like – I feel like every time I was watching the Giants have the ball, mm-hmm. it was like you weren't even expecting them to gain five yards. It's I don't it, well. I know that I know that Kenny Galladay is hurt. Whoop de do. Here we go. Um, but it, it's only it's only practice. You yeah. can't really take much from it. It's a lot of third stringers playing. It's mostly to see who could be a real surprise, someone that could crack the roster, someone that you're looking forward to seeing, hoping no one gets hurt, like any major players just get hurt for no reason. Mm-hmm. But just a, a low-scoring affair. I think what the, the Jets won, what was it, like 15-7? to 12-7. to 12-7, yeah, 12-7. to 7. You know, it couldn't even get, like – two two touchdowns there no but but i'm just waiting i'm just ready for week one man i'm ready for the panthers i'm ready for the giants to take on the broncos at home um and that's when we'll really see what these teams are made of Mm -hmm. Um, wilson i I read in the the articles either last night or this morning that it's baby steps but he did show some promise last night and he looked comfortable in there he did, you know, the pass that he was that he was getting off looked looked pretty smooth. The guys were making plays, but we're not going to really know until he's actually on the field in week one against the Carolina defense. Then we'll really see how comfortable he is. <laughs> yeah. I think you really want to put Coach Salah under the microscope. I mean, he got his first preseason win as a head coach, and you know, he seems energized in the locker room. This is a, the coach that these players needed after coming off of horrific gaze. And I, I think this team is slowly moving in the right direction, but you can't ignore the fact that Trey Lance and Justin Fields performed very well yesterday, both scoring touchdowns in their preseason openers and debuts as quarterbacks with their new teams. There's a lot of young, great, talented quarterbacks out there right now, man. It's a really good time. You know, this feels like this. This feels like 2018 all over again. You know, with the with with the Sam Darnold, the Baker Mayfield, and Josh Allen class, we have a new crop of talent here to see if they could survive here in the show. But as a week one's coming up very soon, and that's where a lot of our or a lot of our questions will be answered. Josh Rosen, did you see the play on Twitter? <laughs> he threw an oh, interception no. for the 49ers. He threw it, he threw a pick. Yeah. <laughs> what is he like like a like a second string now? Yeah, on the Niners. Talk about a fall from grace. This is a guy that came out of uh UCLA with so much promise. I mean, I remember the Giants were even talking about drafting him. At two, when I'm like, and I was kind of on board, but now you see him and he's just like, 
he's just like a nobody now. He's no. just someone that's like a joke now. He's like a meme on Twitter. Yeah, well, I hope Sam Darnold turns into that soon. I, I wonder if Jet fans are waking up now. The fact that Zach Wilson – but here's a testament to everyone, all these Sam Darnold supporters out there. Zach Wilson last night to me in his first preseason game looked more comfortable than Sam Darnold ever looked in that Jets offense. I could – I could see where you're, I could see where you're coming from. I could definitely see where you're coming from. Now, don't forget it's a new roster. Yep. There's new players. Um, we'll see this. He's this season, but I guess you can make a case that he's had that Zach Wilson has more talent on the field in terms of receivers than Darnold ever did. Yeah, and we're not going to really know that until the season actually starts. If like, you know, that's true, but just from name value, I think that you can definitely make a case for that. Mm -hmm. Everyone was praising his throw to Corey Davis last night, but one that was really impressive. If you watch the throw to Keelan Cole that he had mm -hmm. rips it right down the middle in between receivers. That's what you need. Like, well, I mean, in, in between defenders. Defenders, that's right. And that's what you need. You need a guy that can that can navigate the ball through through defenses and not and not just rely on on wide open guys. Because the Jets are in a very defensive stout division. You can't rely on a guy getting open. No, all the time. You got to find guys that are getting covered, especially downfield, that you can just put the ball in their hands. And if Wilson can accomplish that, then you're really talking here. You're really talking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but hey, it was preseason. You know, we'll see where things take us. You know, yeah. as I said, I think week one is what, September 5th? Yep, September. Let's double check it for everyone right now when the Jets open up against well they actually don't open up against they play the Panthers which is the Darnold revenge game in Carolina so the first week is September 12th wow so it is late it's late the good thing we double checked no but is it fair to just even just close out on this and just bring up this last point about the media this in particular sports media the fact that they are Already failing Zach Wilson. You look on Twitter, you see these people because Salah said at the game last night after the win that Zach Wilson's potential is through the roof. You see all these people saying, oh, well, the same was said about Sanchez and Darnold. And then you have to read articles earlier this week how, you know, that clown Colin Coward saying that he's just like Johnny Manziel. Like, give me a break. He, he, he compared Zach Wilson to Johnny Manziel. Mm-hmm. I don't get that at all, really. No. I mean, the, the, I mean, the media just wants to see Zach Wilson fail. It's unbelievable. And the, the love for Darnold was just unbelievable. They look at him as quarterback Jesus, and he stinks. I will admit, though, that whenever Darnold seems to be struggling or has gone through his worst moments, the media does back him up a ton. They do. <laughs> they back him up a ton. They've done that his whole career. And I think they do that because – kind of a pretty boy he's <laughs> he's the guy that the media is hoping does great because <clears throat> here's the thing dude journalists journalists live for being right 
that's their job to be right because if you're not right then you're not then you're not then you're completely dishonest and dishonesty is a cardinal sin in journalism so when journalists are out at usc watching this kid darnold play great in ball games you know on his way to becoming a top five pick they want him to be a top five quarterback in the league because it's like, well, I was with him from the start. I, I watched Sam grow from his, from his young days in, in a USC. And my goodness, I, I was there the entire time. Like they want to take the credit for like, I was there on the journey. It's like with Peyton Manning, I was there on the journey from his time at um, uh, Tennessee to when he was drafted by the Colts. And now he's in the, and now he's in the um, hall of fame. He's got inducted last, last, um, last weekend. Um, People, journalists just want to be a part of it. And they want to be like, see, I told you, I told you this guy was going to be great. And last night, his name doesn't go away. You're still, they're still media loves him. They love him. Bob Papa and these guys couldn't stop bringing him up. The other analysts are bringing him up. Oh, well, they got rid of Sam Darnold. Then you see people on Twitter, Sam Darnold's still going to have a higher potential than Zach Wilson. It's the guy doesn't go away. Talk to me when he, when he wins some playoff games. How about that? Or go to the playoffs for that matter. Forget yeah. when you play games, actually get to the playoffs, but yeah. journalists, like I said, do journalists, journalists want to be included in an athlete's journey because their, 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 their careers, especially the great hall of fame careers last a lifetime. And they want their names to be credited for the moments that are going to be on the, the, um, the um, docu-series on ESPN or, or, the um, specials on HBO or, you know, stuff on Fox sports or stuff on CBS sports network. They want to be tagged with it. The articles on the, the, the articles on the internet, the, 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 um, the um, tweets that are put out throughout, throughout this man, this man or woman's career. Like they want to be a part of it and they, and they just want to be right. Yeah, well, they have they to suffer to, with Sam. They have to suffer, admit they're wrong. <laughs> exactly. Nobody wants to be the guy that looked at Sam Darnold in USC and said, "This guy's going to be the. This guy's going to be a great quarterback." And then they look at him in the NFL, and he sucks. And they're like, "Oh, <laughs> damn! Well, there goes my credibility." Nobody wants that. They're, it, it, dude, it 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 happens all over journalism, not just in sports happens in politics happens in hollywood like <clears throat> all different forms of journalism no, no matter what you're covering you want to be right you want to be right and that's why donald gets kind of a free pass while guys like you know and i'll tell you this man like There's guys that, that that have gotten worse reps. We know, like a lot a lot of a lot of the other quarterbacks just get slammed. Daniel Jones is getting gets slammed huge. You know why Daniel Jones gets slammed? 
Why is that? Because, because the media understands that Daniel Jones is an easy target because he was an undervalued quarterback at Duke that looked to be like a second-round quarterback, a second-round draft pick. When in reality, he was he was drafted six overall. And they're like, well, now it's time to prove now it's time. Now it's time to really, to really slam this guy down because this guy didn't deserve to be to this guy didn't deserve to go six. Yeah. It's all about perception. Here's Sam Darnold throwing interceptions, not winning games. But, oh, let's crown him king. I'm sick of it. The Darnold love. I can't wait till he really fails this year in Carolina. And then let's see what excuse they make for him at the end of the year. Well, maybe it was the change of scenery. Give him another year. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it was all just – maybe it was all just Matt – it was all just uh, uh, Matt Rule's fault, the head yeah. coach. <laughs> they're gonna, and then they're going to be like, they got to fire the coach. <laughs> <laughs> and they got to give Darnold another coach. <laughs> and then what's your excuse going to be then? Oh, it's that coach too? It's that coach too. Oh, it's it's um, that guy's system or it's this um, uh, offensive coordinator's fault. <laughs> or it's, wait a minute, his, 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 um, uh, his um, uh, number one receiver was hurt all year. <laughs> or Christian McCaffrey had, had some sort of thing going on. Like they're going to, they're, they're, they're always going to spin something. Yeah, they are. Unbelievable. But, but, you know, we got, the, we got the Packers in week two, and we're moving right along here. I can't wait till the, the season opener, and we'll get right into the season here. And, man, I but I, I where do you want to shift first from here? Do you want to shift towards the disgraceful baseball teams that we root for? Or do you <laughs> would you rather talk some Knicks and Nets basketball as far as – because we did take the week off. And we didn't get to talk about the free agency moves that both teams made. Um, let's talk. Let's get the basketball out of the way because it's very minimal. They're really like, like you know, the thing with the Knicks. Yeah, they signed. Well, they're gonna. Well, they're gonna sign Kemba Walker. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think he's been officially bought out yet by the Thunder. Oh, um, he signed his contract already. Oh, he has. Yeah, they had the picture on Twitter. I saw him sign his contract. He had a smile on his face, which is a rarity when you see a player come to the Knicks with a smile on his face. Like what? Especially a, a, a maybe a Mari Stoudemire smiled. Oh, he did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, but, that's um, when the Knicks. We thought that they were going to be going to the promised land. That didn't happen. But I mean, you well, get Kemba well, Walker. Kemba, yeah, maybe Kemba will take them to the promised land. They, <laughs> they, 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 they bring back pretty much everybody except for Reggie Bullock and and Alfred Payton. Those, those are the two odd men out. Yeah, well, Alfred Payton was just a no-brainer not to bring him back, as well as not bringing back the fan favorite, Frank Nilakina, which the fans are just brainwashed over. I don't know what, what they see in that guy. I don't know. I guess they're watching a different TV set than I am. But Frank Nilakina, the overrated Frank Nilakina, is gone. See ya. We won't miss you. And, you know, Kevin Knox is going to be next. This is a guy who was supposed to participate in this year's summer league. And he shouldn't be in the summer league still. This is what his third or fourth year now. He should be well on his way into the pros coming out of Kentucky here. And he's just not. So see, it will be uh, releasing him next year and not bringing him back. So 
I, I think the Knicks are on the right path. I was very critical of them during free agency when I their first move was Evan Fournier because I thought that was it. I thought that was going to be their only move. They really didn't have much under the cap, but they found a way to get Kemp Walker in the buyout from OKC. It's an ultimate steal, especially if he's healthy and he's not injury-ridden like he's been in the past for Boston and he returns to his original form. This is a complete steal for the Knicks, and the Knicks have upgraded majorly uh, since their – First round exit against Atlanta. I think the Knicks are on the right path here. Their draft picks are performing very well in the summer league. Miles McBride and Quentin Grimes both putting up 20 points a game here, especially last night. And Obi Toppin's been showing out. Manuel Clickley's been showing out. And Obi Toppin looks to be developing very well here. So the Knicks have a bright, very young future here. That's very true. Um, did you bring up that's how they extended Julius Randle? They yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Julius Randle. Yeah. They give him somewhat of a, of a well, it's, it's not a max contract. The man took man took less money to stay in New York, but and, and to give flexibility to the roster to make moves and to bring players in. I this is why I like Julius Randle. He's a total team player. Even though I was angry about his playoff performances, but we got to give him another year. You do got to give him another year, another chance. He, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have been where we were in the Eastern Conference, their fourth seed and. Well, we did exit the first round, but, you know, we'll have to see what happens next year. But Randall making that deal right for the Knicks. And this is why he's one of the most unselfish players in the league. And unlike other people, and I think we know who that is, which is your team, KD, a.k.a. the Cupcake, is signing his extension. For the so are Kyrie the and Harden. They're staying here for the long run. Yeah, they are. They are staying. Blake Griffin's back. Patty Mills is signed. Cam Thomas is showing out in summer league right now, man. He dropped like 31 points the last mm-hmm. game. Um, what's his name? Um, Dayron, uh, Dayron Sharp from mm-hmm. uh, from UNC has been putting up too. They need a big man. I, ho- I really hope Dayron Sharp could really can really just develop into that into that big man that the Nets desperately need. They need rebounders. Yeah. Like, well, I heard that uh, you guys might bring in Boogie Cousins. That's what I was hearing. Is that, is that like an actual report that you like? I was reading it all over Twitter that there's rumors that the Nets are the, among the ones interested in. I heard him and another player you should look out for was trying to make an NBA comeback, Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson, at age 31 years old, man, he's not that old. No. Just, he's, he's been out of the league for, for a while. Um, they've been talking to JJ Redick too, getting in that get that um, sharpshooter off the bench. The the, the Nets have <laughs> the Nets have to develop a bench here where where they can survive a potential injury to KD or any of the big three. But I think that they helped that out big time with Patty Mills. He's gonna run. He's he's gonna run the B team almost. Um, listen, people are still pissed off at Joe Harris. Oh, my God, but there's really not much you can do, man, because Joe Harris is still one of the best three-point shooters in the league. But he just completely crapped the bed in the postseason, and people are just just shitting on him. Like, yeah. I, I don't – like, let's let this season play out and let's see where things go here. The thing with the Nets is I think the biggest thing for the Nets is health. And damn, we really need that. We need that number one seed. You do. We need the number one seed because, well, the seeding didn't 
bury us with Milwaukee. It was the injuries that did. But damn it, they, but if they were the number one seed, they would have played the Hawks in that series instead, instead of the Bucks. The Sixers would have played the Bucks. And that would make right. and that would have made a difference. So right. so hopefully health health can go our way so that we can just run the table, beat the teams that we're supposed to beat, and just display dominance in the Eastern Conference. There's really the only really superior teams in the Eastern Conference are the Bucks. Um all that talent and the Bucks are still superior. <laughs> the, well, I mean, like I'm talking about like teams that could beat that can compete with Brooklyn to be the, the, the number one seed. The Bucks, the Sixers. Um, you could say the Hawks too. Um, who else are in the Eastern Conference that could really take it to Brooklyn? Sixers. I say, yeah, Bucks, Sixers, Hawks. Well, I mean, I think the Nets can beat the Hawks, but like, how about the Knicks? <laughs> the Knicks, I'm telling you, man, if, if the Knicks bring back the same defensive scheme, man, and they, and they, you know, with Evan Fournier, like, and Kemba Walker add like a little more scoring, I think they can get back to being the four seed again, possibly a three seed. Who I think they can. Miami. Oh yes, the Heat too. I forgot the Heat. Yeah, the the, the Heat could definitely compete with Brooklyn. Yeah, the it's, Bulls. It's no, they're not there yet. Yeah, no. Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Come on, Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, um, Demar Derozan. Like, very good team, but that's like a five. That's like a that's like a five or six seed. Yeah. Like. <laughs> And obviously the Western Conference is going to be run by the Lakers. Such yeah. bullshit. Dude. You're telling me that you're telling me that the, that the Nets get everybody, dude. No. Everybody was just walking into freaking Genie Bus's office to sign to sign a contract. No, Trevor no. Reza, oh, yeah. Carmelo Anthony, uh, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, Dwight Howard. Give me a freaking break with like, oh, Nets get everybody, dude. Give me a break. <laughs> No, the Lakers have always been no. There's a secret rivalry between the Lakers and the Nets. The fans are the Laker fans are always going at the Net fans on Twitter. There's always this secret Laker Net rivalry as of last year because of these two super teams going on here. But I mean, you know, I... and here's the thing, dude. Health is going to be a big thing with the Lakers because they could easily lose big they could easily lose their big players to injury you think yeah. you think lebron james is getting younger here no you think russell westbrook's getting younger yeah no anthony davis like these they, they have a great team but like these guys can go down to injury too and their guys are on the bench are not young Troy howard's not young carmelo anthony's like well like 37 like it, it, and i know that mellow man he's he's been I think he was shooting like 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 thirty six percent from three or something like that. Like he was really good, but like these guys are susceptible to injury too. So oh, they are. Yep. But I think with like the actual full season, where there will be more off days in between games. That'll help out with the injuries because the amount of games that they were playing back to back 
forget it. It's no wonder that half those. It's no wonder that that a good percentage of those big players in the playoffs are just dropping like flies. Kawhi Leonard didn't play. Kawhi Leonard may not even play next season. Nope. Imagine being a Clipper fan and didn't you want to sign Kawhi? He wouldn't have played. Yeah, no, that's right. No, I, I wanted him, but I, I knew we weren't getting him. But if we, we had the chance, then yeah. But he extended with the Clippers. And I believe there is a player option in his contract for the four years there. So we'll see. We'll see what, what what's going to happen. But I will say this. If it's the Lakers and the Nets in the finals, I, I really – I may just roll the dice here, and I don't really care who wins. Because you know what, you know what really gets me angry? What really gets me angry about LeBron James really does. When I have to watch last night, if you were watching the preseason game, you may know what I'm about to bring up. Victor Cruz scoring a touchdown, playing incredible against the Jets in that preseason game. I believe it was in his first season when they were showing back the the past highlights there. And all of a sudden, LeBron James tweets on Twitter, Oh, Victor Cruz is the real deal. Like, can you like, can you please just shut up? Like, do you have to comment on every other thing in sports? Like, I don't want to hear about it. Worry about your own. Can you ever worry about his own team instead of commenting on other teams? You have to comment on the Knicks. Then you have to take your football analytics and start commenting on that. It's just, you know. He's always dipping his toes in all different, in all different waters, dude. And Space Jam 2 was a flop. That stunk. So stay out of the movie business. He's right on the <laughs> he's right on the bench with Rob Zombie and Jordan Peele and the new Ari Aster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. But listen, like it's all really about health with a lot of these teams. Not really the Knicks. The Knicks didn't have an issue with health last year. A lot of the guys stayed healthy. Except for um, Mitch Mitch Robinson, but like we'll 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 see what happens, dude. The season starting up when is it? I think it's October. Yep. Same time as usual. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so let's do the baseball, man, because the baseball I think is really ticking you off. Yeah, like, I, is it time to I really? I mean, the Yankees won yesterday, so that was really good, but like. They they've been having oh. some on and off games here and there though I think but but yeah. you know what they've drastically improved since the trade deadline yeah they I mean Rizzo's been out with COVID so that uh, yeah sucked. that's right and that's and that's hit the offense bad man I mean they scored seven runs yesterday but man it's the the bullpen shot Chapman's on the IL Zach Britton can't pitch they've got two closers who can't close. Like you, they've got people in like their lower part of the bullpen. They're pitching the ninth inning. It's, it's a real recipe for, it's a real recipe for disaster. And they've been holding tight, man. They've been winning games here. It's been 18 and nine since the, um, uh, since, since the all-star break, the second best record in baseball from that span. And you can thank the, the new additions on the offense and like, they've lost they've lost games because their bullpen's been shit (laughs) and parts of their rotation has been shit too so hey you know what for me with the yankees dude if they make the playoffs what they do if they don't i'll completely understand And, and i won't i won't pitch a fit like it'll just be like this team just wasn't in it this year they blew they've blown so many games in the ninth inning 
up by more than two runs, it's disgusting. That game in Iowa, the Field of Dreams game, was just so heartbreaking because that was a beautiful game. Yeah. Beautiful game. Most watched, most watched regular, regular season baseball game in the last 16 years. Incredible game. It was. And they just blow the game of the night. Like, it was just disgusting. It's happened every single time <laughs> with this team. They blow these big leads in the late innings, man. They, they're up by so many runs, and they just blow it. Game over. Like, too many times. Yeah, no, I wanted your take on the Field of Dreams game, though. That's it was beautiful. They did they did a great job. I loved how they brought Kevin Costner in because he was the main character, the main actor in that movie. God, that movie took that that movie was out like twenty years ago, and great game. A lot of offense, a lot of home runs, yeah. you know, and and the scenery in the outfield with the corn uh, with the cornfields was just breathtaking. Yeah. And the Yankees ruined it. They ruined the whole <laughs> freaking thing. So, all right. Uh, but but your Mets team, dude, like. Let's talk about this this team, which it's mu- very much like the Orca and Jaws. It's sinking to the bottom of the sea very quick. And the shark isn't sick. blowing up. There is no Chief Brody. <laughs> there is no Chief Brody. I mean, well, there was a, well, there, well, there was a Brody. Brody Van Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> but he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> But oh my God. We're, we're slowly sinking here to the bottom of the sea. This team has been struggling in every series except for beating the lowly Nationals here. You think that they would be poised to win here now that you come off a successful season with the Nationals, you're getting your confidence up again. Did, no, now you're sinking down. Did they sweep the Nationals? Yep. It was three games, right? Mm-hmm. They swept them. And now here we go with the Dodgers. You lose in the 10th inning in the first game. You blow the inning. you blow the one one nothing lead you had last night, and Walker, he was pitching a no hitter. What is going on? This team can't hit. And then and then don't forget you have Javi Baez out. Degrom is out for another two weeks. Noah Syndergaard, who knows when he's coming back? Lindor, they don't even know if they're going to rehab him yet. This team is in shambles. It's a mess. What I want to know is like, like. And, and, and this is for all of baseball, and the Mets are a really big culprit in this, and the Yankees, I think, more so. Like, <clears throat> don't these teams, like, see, like, how bad their offense is? I don't think so. I really don't because we're – and you know what? You can't blame – and I was thinking that, too, because if you think about the media, and I don't think the media is actually doing it, you can't blame Luis Rojas. You can't. He's not hitting. These players just forgot how to hit. And Conforto apparently is returning to all-star form after all of our criticisms, especially mine and the other Met fans out there. And now that we want him gone, he's out there slinging home runs. And where's everyone yeah. else? I mean, he, I mean, he, I mean, he struck out last night in a pretty big at-bat. But I think everybody was striking out. Yep, Tomas Nito came and laid down a bunt with, with two on and nobody out, like, over 90% of, of, of the goddamn league can't drop down a bunt. Like, you're wasting opportunities to really put pressure on the defense. When you can't bunt, you're limiting yourself as a ball player. It's like a basketball player that can't, that can't do a freaking layup. Yeah. Like, what are you doing in this league? 
what are you doing here? Uh, and and I'll, I'll stress, man, Jeff McNeil has been really getting on my nerves. This guy, can he hit? <laughs> can I, think, McNeil... I, I think you could ask that for all the players. On the, on, <laughs> no, okay. Like, can you hit? Was, like, but... you know that you're in Major League Baseball. You can't, you can't hit a fastball. Like, you know how many players in this league do you just look at and you're like, this guy can't hit a fastball. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so weird because in all the in all the other, other leagues, they've prioritized offense. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, they prioritize 30-yard passes. In the NBA, they prioritize three-point shooting. But what's being prioritized in baseball? Home runs. But home runs are so hard to come by. Like you can't just swing as hard as you can and hit it 400 feet because that's just not how the physics of baseball work. In basketball, if you, if uh, in basketball, if you have a good shot, it's going in. Yeah. Like Steph Curry is just naturally gifted. There's no naturally gifted home run hitters. You're just, you just hit well and hit well for power. Like you're not like naturally gifted home run hitter. You're a naturally gifted hitter. You could do anything, but when you're, but when your front office staff and your analytics department is telling you to not hit line drives, to hit the ball up in the air, you're limited. You're a shot player. You know? There's quarterbacks in the NFL who are gifted deep pass throwers who can throw for accuracy. That's a gift. That's talent. That's what scouts look for in college players and college quarterbacks. You know, they're looking at accuracy at distance of their, of their throws, how they do on the run when, uh, uh, when they're getting rushed, you know, like they look at all that stuff, but they're not telling the quarterback, Hey, you know what? You may only, you may can you you can throw for probably only maybe like thirty yards, mm-hmm. but we want you to throw for fifty. It's like what? The man can't throw far. No. Why are you telling him that he has to throw far? <laughs> this man can. This man can hit doubles. He could put the ball into the gap, and and he can have and he could drive in runs. Why are you telling him he has to put the ball in the upper deck? This man could lay down a bunt up the first base line and get runners over. Possibly a um, uh, suicide squeeze can, 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 can be accomplished here. Score run. Put pressure on the defense. Uh, make the defense crumble. And you're just telling him not just bat on ball as hard as you can, up in the air, make sure it goes out. It's like bullshit. <laughs> That's and how baseball because, has become. It's so individual and in statistics now. Just hit your home run. And because of that, a Mets team with a lineup with pretty with with pretty good players in it could only score one run. Imagine if they focused on just getting on base. They'd score like 10. Yeah. With the amount of talent in the Met order, they could score. More more than five runs a night, easily. Because there, because there's good players there. Yeah. They're not bad players. No, they're not. They they just forgot. <laughs> they just forgot the hit. They just don't hit. They 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 just don't hit to to the strategy that 
that the front office is putting in front of them. No. And it's and it's costing them games, games they have to win. It's a three team race, man. You can forget about running away with running away with things. No, yeah, you can forget about it. After those losses, they came off of with the Phillies and the Marlins. You forget, it. and the, don't forget the Reds too. You can forget about it now. You could forget about it if you're going to lose the Dodgers in their upcoming series too. It's what a mess. And to a, think, man, like third place. <laughs> And the thing, man, like three months ago, people were talking about, oh, this team is going to run away with he, They're just going to be 10 games up. Oh, no, I never said that. And you know I'm a realist fan when it comes to this. They didn't do enough with the trade deadline. I think they should acquire both. I never thought they'd Bryant. run away with it. No, no, I it's didn't. So, it's too – number one, it's really hard to run away with your division that early in the season. It's really hard. The Braves are too talented of a team. The Phillies have a lot of talent. And plus the Mets had so many injuries that I was just like, how much longer can they keep this up? And then when, and then when, and then when DeGrom was just leaving these starts due to, due to his, due to his bulky shoulder, like, I was like, oh my God, like how, how much more can this team take? (laughs) Like, and now, you know, we're starting to see it. And here I am screaming in the void, get Brian, get, you know, in that trade with buyers, get Brian and get another starting pitcher. But, you know, what do I know? Well, they got a pitcher. Yeah. Trevor but, Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Williams. <laughs> but he isn't the answer, though. He isn't that's the like, starting five. That's like when, like, that's when, like, that's when, like, the Knicks, many, like, trade deadlines ago, I think this was the um, uh, um, uh, Mike Woodson. Oh, um, led team where they were like, oh, the team's got to make a trade. Got to make a trade. They got to do something. They traded. <laughs> they made one trade, and it was to get rid of a player, Ronnie Brewer. Oh. <laughs> remember Ronnie Brewer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got rid of Ronnie Brewer. And I forget who they got back for him, but, like, <laughs> You know what else I'm sick and tired of? And I and I told you this too via text. I'm tired of front offices, especially these general managers that put forth these plans to the public, but then just don't deliver. Yeah, they just go back on their promise. They go back on the promises. They don't do anything or they do do something, but it's like, it's like, why'd you make that deal? And we're seeing that. We're seeing that with Cohen. And also the, the GM for the Nets, because you were angered throughout free agency. There were just things not oh, I, happening. Oh, and the Nets were, I think, were a worst case because the Nets, day after the draft, Sean Marks come out, comes out and says, we need to prioritize defense and big men down low. I'm sorry, but where are the big men? They're not here. You drafted Dayron Sharp, and then you and then you made the comments. I could see if it was before the draft, like okay, and then he drafts Sharp, but no, it was after. <laughs> after you couldn't sign Andre Drummond. You couldn't bring in somebody else. You couldn't look at Miles Turner in Indiana. Like. Yeah, I don't know, but that's but that's. I'll, I'll hand you Mitchell talking. Robinson. You want Mitchell Robinson? I want to Nerlens Noel, but he was, <laughs> but, but but he was signed quick by the Knicks. 
like quick, the first, like, like the first hour of free agency, but that's basketball, man. We'll give you Mitchell Robinson because that guy, I just don't want him. That guy's so fragile. I, if the Knicks were to complete their off season, could they trade this guy already? Like, please, he's going to be injured again this year. He's going to flop around. He's going to get into foul trouble. We know that. And I think it would be right to make a trade for Miles Turner, which you just brought up. I, he's been seen in workouts with Julius Randle. I think he's got great upside. He's a great center. He can shoot the three ball and like Mitchell Robinson. He, he doesn't flop all over the place. And he's not fragile, but he did just come off an injury, but he's not as fragile as Mitchell Robinson where he's just getting injured every other week here. But yeah, Nick should try to figure out a trade to complete this offseason for Miles Turner. Do it now before the trade value goes up and yeah, I mean, Sean Marks did disappoint. Steve Cohen did, did disappoint. And we're going to see what the Nets do in the upcoming days here. They could sign Cousins and maybe someone else here to fill the, this big spot that they have here. But the Mets are disgraced. They need to start winning their games. Or you can kiss the playoffs goodbye. You can kiss wild card goodbye. Everything here because they are moving in complete direction that they were uh-huh. in a few weeks ago. <clears throat> but... So then, so so the Mets are now, I think, what like a game and a half out. Mm-hmm. It's not helped that that the Braves have started to win games. Oh no, yeah, that's the yeah, that's the other that's another great point that you bring up is that the Braves the, the, now the other teams are starting to win in this division. It, it's not good. They made deals at the deadline that shored up a couple of holes. I know that the Braves lost Acuna, which is bad. <laughs> Um, but they're winning games. The Phillies, they bring in, they bring in Kyle Gibson and, um, Ian Kennedy. Ian Kennedy has been the closer. Um, Zach Wheeler, remember Zach Wheeler? He's like a freaking Cy Young candidate. Yeah, yeah. apparently. He has like yeah. 187 strikeouts. Like, I wonder, I wonder what team uh, he used to play for. Yeah, the Mets, of course. <laughs> why not? But then you then you get rid of all these pitch. You, I love this. They get rid of Steven Matz. It's like, well, you could have kept freaking, oh, my, Zach Wheeler. Oh, oh boy. Now he's on the Phillies of all teams. And a Cy Young candidate, as you just brought up. Pitches against the Mets last Sunday and like those like a like a like a two hit shutout. Ten like it was like ten, ten strikeouts. Like you knew that was coming. Oh my god. Like when you were watching that, you're like, this is just an absolute disgrace. It is because you could have retained him and you didn't. This team, this, this team makes some disgraceful moves. I, I really I really no, hope that, that was... Steve Cohen does make some big moves in the offseason here and sign the players that are talented on this roster long-term, please. Please, you have the money now. Break the cap. It just... now, does that, now, does that include Conforto, or is Conforto gone in your house? I, I don't know, man. To be honest, I would just get rid of him. Uh, it's just he's so streaky, and he's he's always injured. I would What about, what about um Syndergaard? Uh, he may just... They may offer him like a like they they may just give him like a, a qualifying offer and he may yeah. just like take it because this is this is this is like 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 a lost season. Yeah, I would give him a qualifying offer. I don't think Conforto's worth the max deal. No, nah. but we'll see what happens, dude. They have one more game tonight against the Dodgers at home. Max Scherzer, a guy that they've they've the Mets have hit Scherzer well in the past, and then they um I think they go out west 
to play the Giants. Mm-hmm. Good luck. <laughs> and, and then they and then after the Giants in San Fran, then they play the Dodgers in LA. Oh boy. Welcome home. <laughs> and then I think they come home to play the Giants at home again. And uh, yeah. then they're off on their merry way. Then we're off to, into the final month of the season, man. Baseball is coming to an end real soon. It may oh, be ending boy. sooner yeah. for the Mets. This, they keep losing, keep sinking here. Keep losing these games, boys. And the You'll wild be... card is not even an option, dude. They're like seven games out of the wild card because the Padres are so good. Yeah. Like the Padres and, 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 and the Dodgers because the Giants have just turned heads, have been like, have been the best team in baseball yeah. <laughs> for some reason. And the Giants practically ruined ruined the wild card for everybody because now it's just it's just Dodgers and Padres. But so now the Mets, the only way for the Mets to get into the playoffs is the NL East. And the Phillies are not going away. No. And the and the Braves are not going away. And I'm telling you, dude, the Mets kind of missed their chance to really knock those teams out early on in the season. And and maybe you and, you could, you could blame it on injuries. I wouldn't mind if you did. It makes sense because you can't rely on what's his name, Blankenhorn, like <laughs> Blankenhorn or Brandon Drury or um, Kevin Pillar, Jonathan VR, like. Those guys are good role players, guys on the bench, but like but they're not guys you can rely on to win games all the time. You can't. Absolutely can't. And thank goodness for Taiwan Walker showing out here because Taiwan Walker was a guy that had no interest from any other team in the offseason. The Mets throw him a bone, a nice, a, a nice two-year contract saying, Hey, we'll give you a try. Guys had a great season. If they if if they didn't sign Taiwan Walker. I think they'd be in like fourth place. Yeah, he would. Battling for like battling for the basement here because their pitching is what's kept them afloat the whole season. The offense has been shit all yep. year. All year. The pitching has kept them afloat. And the loss of DeGrom has put kind of like kind of a nail into a coffin here because you got that right. Well ace, said. Because that's your because that's your ace pitcher, and you don't even know when he's coming back. You don't know how good he's gonna be. No. What if he gets re-injured? You don't know. If he gets re-injured and and blows out whatever is injured, I think it's a shoulder, right? Yeah. If if he because if if he blows out his shoulder, and that's what I think they're worried about. That's why they that's why they're they they've kept putting off his rehab here. Because the moment he feels that tightness, man, they're shutting him down. They're not taking any chances. Nope. Because if he blows out that shoulder, now you're talking about next season, <laughs> him not even being there. Then you're in. Then you're in deep shit. Yeah. Then it's time for Cohen to grow a pair. Okay. And sign a big pitcher. Yeah. yeah. That's what they need to do. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh but, man. And Pete Alonso too, like Pete Alonso, like I said, I like Pete Alonso. He's he's a great guy, great spirit for the game. But this guy, like, he's he's a little too rah rah for me. I don't know what it is. 
he comes out talking like talking like he's always like smiling always like when he hits these home runs he's just like strutting his stuff it's like dude it's like really <laughs> really i get that he's like a really big team player and he's somebody that was like rocking it out during during the home run derby but like come on dude calm down a little bit <laughs> Oh boy, but is there anything else that you wanted to discuss? There's that stuff in, in um Afghanistan, dude. The freaking Taliban's taken over. They've they're they've reached the capital. Yep. Um you know, I've told you many times, and then the, and this goes even even back to like the college days, the legitimate college days. <clears throat> These wars in the Middle East have just been absolute waste waste of people's lives waste of waste of you know city infrastructure waste of money it's just been it's been terrible and what we're seeing right now with the taliban practically taking over the entire country they have reached the capital city of kabul what we are witnessing here is the result of 20 years of nonsense. 20 years, dude. Mm-hmm. And it goes all the way back to the war in Iraq. It goes back to the failed policies of not only George W. Bush, but of Barack Obama and Donald Trump. <clears throat> and Joe Biden is being looked upon as like, as like the odd man out here, man, he's getting, he's getting shit upon what this has been going on for like the past, like three presidents here. Yeah. So many people died, man, in in these wars and it's all for nothing. Joe Biden is pulling out all, all the troops in Afghanistan and the people that we were supposed to push back are just taking over again. 20 years after 9-11, they're just coming in here and just and just and just flooding the cities. Afghanistan has been turned into rubble pretty much. Iraq has been rubble for for so many years. Um, I could say that this could all this mostly can be blamed on George W. Bush mm-hmm. because I think that Obama really wanted to bring the people the, he really wanted to bring the troops home but he saw that with a congress that was mostly republican that he wasn't going to be able to do anything really significant trump tried to negotiate with the taliban it sort of went a little wary um and now joe biden is taking He's taking the brunt of this because Joe made Joe made made the promise that they were going to be all out of Afghanistan by the end by the um, end of the um, summer. And now, talk about talk about timing, dude. Now with all the people leaving, yeah. Now the Taliban are pretty much they've pretty much ruled the country now. They're up against the capital here. Yep. 
So I don't know, man, you've talked to, to a lot of guests and stuff. I don't know if you've talked about like the foreign policy of this country the past, the past 20 years with them. Like, what have you like gathered from this? Who me as, yeah. I mean, it's so complicated to really even talk about. Whereas like, I just, I don't know. I try to stay away so much from politics, man. Cause it's just, uh, there, there really is. I, I just, I have no viewpoint on it. You know what I mean? There's just no viewpoint for me with this situation with the Middle East going on. I mean, I see that what's going on Twitter, everyone at telling Biden resign now. I mean, <laughs> I don't agree with that. Well, Trump also wanted to pull troops out of Afghanistan during his term and Democrats were going after him. So it's all about which it's all about what team you're on. Yeah, it is. So you really can't look at it from that point of view. You got to look at it from the point of view of we have wasted 20 years of money and lives to perpetuate a war that really was only defined by one man. And that was, that was bin Laden and bin Laden has been dead for 10 years now. And while Al Qaeda is still, is still operational, their big head honcho is gone. And our presence there, I think has done more damage than it's, it's done more damage than, than that has helped that region. Mm -hmm. But we all thank Bush for that. (laughs) You know, the push for the war in Iraq was not, was a crime against humanity that's that never went checked and it all and it all connects dude we could have solved all the issues of 9-11 if we just had a full a full focus on afghanistan instead of focusing on iraq two years after 9-11 but nope we had to go into iraq we had to we, we had to drain their resources and kill all their people and then and, and destroy their cities and for what war profit not even going after the real enemy here <laughs> not even going the guy who planned the attack that killed over, over 3,000 people in this country was in another country harbored by the Taliban and yet we spent all this time in a different country with people that had no issues with us. And now, and now we're seeing the, the um, result of this. It all connects. It but, or if you want to even just close with this, the COVID case is going up because of this Delta variant. Yeah, but that's why it's good that, 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 that we're vaccinated. It's getting it's getting worse out here. They're saying it's it's worse now in certain parts of the country when we started last year in March, <laughs> when it was blowing up March and April. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have to get vaccinated, dude. And the problem is Texas and Florida, man. It's bad over there. Yeah, Mississippi. It's bad. But we hope for the best to just know that you're vaccinated, I'm vaccinated, dude. We did all we can do. Yeah. So 
Wear masks too. Still wear it. Yeah, you still do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you still uh, wear it? From time to time. Yeah. When it's like really like crowded somewhere. Yeah. But we'll see what happens, dude. But at twelve o'clock, dude. The yeah. hour show here, dude. Did a really good job. Yeah, it was let's, good. So let's close this out here, okay? So my Instagram is at t a n o o c h nine six. Once again, at t a n o o c h nine six. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Royal Max t h e r e e l m a x. Again, t h e r e e l m a x. You could check out all of our previous episodes on this YouTube channel right here, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Make sure you subscribe. Check our episodes out on the website as well, maxrcoglan.com, M-A-X-R-C-O-U-G-H-L-A-N.com, or maxcoglan.com, M-A-X-C-O-U-G-H-L-A-N.com. We're available on all the podcasting platforms as well, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. Mm-hmm. Are we going right, to be guys. back same time next next week? We should be able to, like a Saturday. You think it's right. Saturday instead? <laughs> Perfect, man. Yep. If, if anything happens, I'll let you know. Yeah, man. Perfect. All right. So thank you guys for tuning in. Stay safe. If you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated, please. And stay safe out there. Yep. Enjoy your day, guys. So long. So long.